Hey, 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 hey. Welcome, Bills Mafia, to another edition of Bills or Bust Podcast. I'm Thomas Murphy, and this will be our second installment of the history of the Buffalo Bills. Last time, we gave you a story of the history of football in the city of Buffalo before the Buffalo Bills as we knew them. And today, we are going to start with the very early days of the Buffalo Bills before the Super Bowl era. As we left off with the first installment, local Buffalo liquor store owner and sports liaison Pat McGroder spent the majority of the 1950s trying to bring a team from Buffalo into the NFL. McGroder repeatedly rebuffed requests from the American Football League, AFL for short, the secondary rival league to the NFL formed in 1959 by Lamar Hunt, legendary owner of the Kansas City Chiefs. McGroder was hopeful the AFL's interest in Buffalo would light a fire under the powers that be in the NFL to have their own interest in Buffalo, but this never happened. Ultimately, Harry Weismer, who was slated to own the New York Titans, now hostily referred to as the New York Jets, reached out to a Detroit insurance salesman and automobile heir who also had a minority stake in the NFL's Detroit Lions about owning his own team in the AFL. That man was University of Virginia undergrad and University of Michigan Law School graduate, Ralph Cookerly Wilson Jr. Lamar Hunt gave Wilson the choice of six cities to choose from to move a franchise to. Miami, Cincinnati, St. Louis, Atlanta, Louisville, Kentucky, or Buffalo, New York. Souring the romanticization of the Buffalo Bills story, Wilson's first choice was Miami. Fortunately, Miami passed after the failure of the Miami Seahawks of the good old AAFC of the mid-1940s. Wilson then reached out to his old World War II buddy George Schaff, a contractor from Buffalo. Schaff assembled a coalition of Buffalo figures including McGroder and attorney Paul Grotti. They were able to negotiate a deal with Civic Stadium, which was primarily used as an auto racing track. Wilson removed the racetrack transforming it into the famous War Memorial Stadium, which would be affectionately nicknamed the Rock Pile due to how poorly maintained the stadium was. The Rock Pile would field both the Bills and Minor League Baseball's Buffalo Bisons. To confirm Buffalo's inauguration into the AFL, Wilson sent Lamar Hunt a telegram, which was the text message of the time, Count me in with Buffalo. After deciding to keep the name Bills from the old AAFC days, the Bills begun play in 1960 under head coach Buster Ramsey, former star player of the Chicago Cardinals of the 1940s. The inaugural season would not be one to reflect well upon, as the Bills finished 5-8-1. During the season, Johnny Green would replace Tommy O'Connell at quarterback, putting up an abysmal 39% completion percentage. The Bills' first ever draft pick, Richie Lucas of Penn State, was a major bust, failing at all four positions he played, quarterback, halfback, defensive back, and kick returner. The defense, however, boasted all-stars Laverne Turksound and Chuck McMurtry on the D-line and Archie Matsos at linebacker. Bills actually allowed the fewest passing yards in the league and forced interceptions, a whopping 33 in 14 games led by secondary standouts Richie McCabe and Jim Wagstaff. McCabe would go on to serve as defensive back coach and defensive coordinator for Buffalo in later years. While the offense was stagnant for the most part, it gave a nice warm-up for running back Ray Carlton and receiver Albert Dubenian, who would go on to shine later in the decade for the Bills. 
1961 would offer more of the same as the Bills went 6-8. The offense continued to struggle while the defense was respectable. 1961 would be the rookie year for center-slash-guard Billy Shaw, who would go down as one of Buffalo's best-ever offensive linemen. Wilson fired coach Buster Ramsey after the 61 season. Ramsey would be credited with laying the foundation for the Bills' defense of the mid-60s, which would be known as one of the AFL history's best. Major changes would come in 1962 as Wilson hired former Boston Patriots coach Lou Saban, 1962 would mark the first seasons for many Bills legends, including rookie defensive standouts Tom Sestak, Mike Stratton, and Booker Edgerson. Offensively, it would be the first year of halfback Cookie Gilchrist, who came over from the Canadian Football League, and most notably, it would be the first year on the Bills roster for legendary Bill and future American politician Jack Kemp. Kemp was claimed off waivers from the San Diego Chargers, but missed the majority of the 1962 season with a broken hand. The Bills would finish 7-6-1 in 1962, their first ever winning season as a franchise. Bills led the AFL in rushing, led by Gilchrist and Ray Carlton. The page would turn in a more fortuitous way in 1963, despite not meeting lofty expectations early on. After starting 0-3-1 in their first four games, Bills rallied to go 7-3 the rest of the regular season to secure their first playoff berth in franchise history. Jack Kemp fended off competition at quarterback from future Oakland Raider legend Daryl LaMonica to establish himself as team leader. With Ray Carlton out for most of the year with an injury, Cookie Gilchrist shouldered most of the rushing workload. This included setting a then-record 243 yards in Week 14 versus the Jets. The playoff run would be short-lived, unfortunately, as the Boston Patriots steamrolled the Bills 26-8, behind Patriots quarterback Babe Perilli and four Gino Capaletti field goals. Bill's lone bright spot was the Bill's only TD, a 93-yard touchdown strike from LaMonica to Albert Dubenian, which went down as the Bill's first playoff touchdown in franchise history. Tides would turn even more providential for Buffalo come 1964 as they would finish the regular season 12-2, the defense dominated yet again, led by defensive linemen Tom Day and Tom Sestak, or the two Toms as I now call them. Standout linebacking trio Harry Jacobs, Mike Stratton, and John Tracy would go on to become a fearsome unit for years to come. The defensive backfield was highlighted by rookies Haggood Clark and Butch Bird, who still owns the Bills' career record for interceptions. Joining the rookies were veterans Ray Abruzzese, George Samies, and Booker Edgerson. Bills led the AFL in multiple categories, including both fewest points allowed and most points scored. Lou Saban would go on to win Coach of the Year. 1964 would also mark the first year for punter Paul McGuire, who would make another mark later in life as a broadcaster and a Buffalo fan favorite. Most importantly, 1964 would bring the Buffalo Bills its first AFL championship as the Bills defeated the San Diego Chargers. After the Chargers went up early 7-0, the Bills would score 20 unanswered points on touchdown runs by Kemp and Carlton and two Pete Gogolak field goals, winning 20-7. In 1965, the defending AFL champion Bills had a major setback before the season as star running back Cookie Gilchrist jumped ship for Denver. 
While the offense lost a bit of a spark, the defense was as dominant as ever. Bills led the league with a plus 18 turnover ratio, a number Bills fans would crave these days. The Bills finished the regular season 10-3-1, and Lou Saban won his second straight AFL Coach of the Year. Bills would face the San Diego Chargers yet again in the AFL Championship. Only this time, the Bills would not even give up one point, shutting out the Chargers 23-0, giving the Bills the repeat championship. Bills scoring came from three Gogolak field goals, a 74-yard punt return from Butch Bird, and a Jack Kemp 18-yard touchdown strike to tight end Ernie Warlick. 1965 would mark the last time the AFL championship would remain the pinnacle of the AFL season. In 1966, Lamar Hunt and NFL commissioner Pete Rozelle would create a merger game at the end of the season. This game would forever change professional football's course and its place in world culture. The story of the Bills' entry into this new era of football can be heard next time on The History of the Buffalo Bills. Thank you for listening to the Bills or Bust podcast. I'm Tom Murphy, and let's go Buffalo! Buffalo!